This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and popcorn lover. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and ceramic pottery vessel. And you found the dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, dumbbells, let's get dumb. Let's get dumb. Uh, And we're doing it. We're getting it every day, a little bit more. A vessel, sometimes with some stuff in there, sometimes empty. You know, we'll find out. We'll find out where you're at today, uh, little by little. What's up, Stanger? How's it going? Good, dude. Good to see you, dude. Hope um, everything's good with you, dude. Dude, everything is dude. good, dude. <laughs> good, dude. <laughs> no, I have no problems. Zero? It's so crazy how zero problems I have, dude. Dude. Um, so, uh, home fitness equipment review episode. Um, you got What it. specifically is the name of the device that we are discussing today? So this was the Bella Booty. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what's on the mich- the little thing it came with. Uh, that's what it has. So this is a thing that has been. It's called the Bella Booty Belt. All right, that's the that's the Christian name. Um, it's this is a thing that has been like has been sent to me by lots of people. Instagram knows that I'm, you know, looking for home equipment. So it is constantly in my Instagram feed. And I was like, finally, fine. I will, I will bite. I will see if this actually helps with hip thrusts or glute bridges, which is what it seems to be trying to say that it will help you with. So I ordered one. We tried it out. And we're here to give it our honest review because we did not, this was not given to us that we are, have no affiliation with Bella booty. uh, And we will give you our honest hot take on this piece of home gym equipment. Uh, Again, we returned to the studio city Equinox weight room. Um, We did a side by side uh, test comparing it to, uh, a, a machine like a dedicated hip thrust plate loaded machine. Um, mm-hmm. And so we will tell you our thoughts and opinions. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, um, quick catch up. Uh, Aaron started reading a book about constant glucose monitoring or just glucose monitoring. She wants to tell us about um, well, GCM is, is something that we've talked about in the past. That's where you wear an actual device to constantly be measuring your glucose levels, which I am kind of interested in taking a look at um, just out of curiosity. Well, I feel curiosity. like we talked about it recently, right? Where you yeah. had kind of mentioned you were interested in in like at least learning more. And I've heard it kind of like circling around me. I've had a couple clients bring it up, uh, the glucose monitoring stuff. And there's like this glucose goddess Instagram account that a few people have sent to me. And I am usually pretty skeptical. I, I, I'm going to stay skeptical for now because I've just started the book. But um, 
you know, this stuff seems like, is it too good to be true? Is it really going to be, I don't know. Is it something else for me to obsess over? <laughs> what, what you're able to accomplish by monitoring your glucose, like what it's promising that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whenever people are like, Hey, you might not need coffee ever again. I'm like, um, uh, okay, well let's, I'll tell you, uh, what I think. Well, you know, need is, a, you know, interesting choice of words. <laughs> sure. you know? Do any of us really sure. need it? You know, really sure. need it from like a survival standpoint? True. Um, well, or does it just, um, does it just enhance our experience? You know? Hey, Let's not get too deep right away, Stinger. We can't we can't make people fall asleep at the wheel. Okay, so I started reading this book, Glucose Revolution. Um, and I'm question marking it because I'm afraid to click on it on my phone because uh, then it just shit hit hits the fan usually when I do that stuff. But I I'm an audiobook listener and I would oh yeah okay here we go Glucose Revolution by Jesse. Mm. In in Chasape, I N C H A U S P E. How would you say that? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, and then eventually, she came out with a book. Um, it's more like a workbooky thing that's called Glucose Goddess Method, and that's um, I think that's what everybody's talking about is the, is her method. And I guess it's more like a kind of like a, a guide to how to do the glucose monitoring, um, like on, on your own, I guess more. So that is, I am, I'm like five or six chapters into her original book and it is a little science heavy for me. I will probably have to, uh, listen to this book twice, at least the beginning part. Um, but it is so far, I'm in. I'm fascinated. I'm listening. I'm not, I don't think she sounds like a quack. Although I do find the way she says glucose to be so um, like on the low end of annoying. But now that I've noticed it, it's hard to like unhear what it. What is it like glucose or something like that? Or she says she almost like she almost rolls uh, the L like hmm. it's like. Glu- glucose like glucose and i don't i i don't know if she, she also said a french word and sounded very fluent so i don't know what's up with this person i don't know the history on this person but i just know that when and she says it obviously a million times uh but the word glucose is uh it might be why I don't finish the book. She's but, a French biochemist. So that's, Ah, there it is. There it is. That's why it sounded so fluent when she spoke French. Um, but yeah, it's I'm enjoying it so far. Um little you know, just at the very beginning she talks about an accent she had that was like involving her spinal cord and it, it was a little triggering. But I set it down, picked it back up uh, a day later, and here we are. I'm pressing on. So it is good. And so far, I will withhold if I recommend it or not. Um, But it is a fun conversation to have. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the fact that she 
is a biochemist, did study biochemistry at Georgetown. So there is a foundation in science. That's you didn't just know that off the top of your head, right? I, look, I looked it. it. I looked it up. I okay. did because I didn't know. I didn't know the name of the book or the author or anything. It's just all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like if you just freaking knew that off the top of your head, I did I have not to go take a nap. But I mean, but, that's that's kind of that that couches it a little bit more that like she might yeah. have some insight as to what's going on. Again, I mean. You know, if you're trying to sell a book, and this book did sell well, um, mm -hmm. and it did get good reviews, and she now is a, you know, personality online, the glucose goddess. So there is some branding mm -hmm. involved. You do have to, you know, give some people some, you know, some goodies and take home information that they can, you know, apply or not apply. And so that, you know, you have to kind of uh, frame it in the right way and juice it up because otherwise, you know people who's going to buy it so that yeah, you know you exactly. have to take all this stuff with like a grain of salt you know and it's one of these things too to where i've noticed that um we you and i've talked a lot about it because we're obviously we're in this world so we mm -hmm. look at like this kind of movement towards longevity and it's it's i would say it's it's what pop science is right now for a while. It was this kind of Neil deGrasse Tyson or Malcolm Gladwell, you know, where they were just, right. you know, talking about either sociological phenomenons in Gladwell's case or, um, you know, physics and stuff, pop physics and Neil deGrasse Tyson's, you know, case to where it's like, Oh, this little kind of like stuff you could tell your mom, like we're all stardust or, you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> So now oh, cool. we're, we're seeing it with like longevity, you know, to where uh -huh. like, all yeah. you know, so I, I think, and then the, the researchers are always very interesting because they'll, they'll look at all these different studies on mice and worms and all this stuff. And they'll be like, holy shit. You know, we were just talking about, um, taurine, um, mm -hmm. a conditionally essential amino acid that, you know, th that like they found in like, I think apes, ape monkey studies or whatever that it's can potentially like extend life. So for these guys to do a whole podcast, that kind of shit's interesting because people can find taurine and they can just figure out how they want to dose themselves or whatever. But <laughs> right. you know, how applicable, how applicable is it? What will come out in the future? You know, does it right. translate directly to us? Who knows? And so then you want to start maybe looking at like people that are at, that actually have patients and that are, Right. you know, applying it. I think we, we literally just talked about this. So they're, they're dosing their patients. And so this, you know, and I haven't read this book. So, but this, this, um, this woman, Jesse, um, whatever we decided her. Yeah. Ishiope. Yeah. Ishiope. Uh, you know, is she like, w would all her studies prove positive on the population? Like, could she take a population of people, you know, right. have them do exactly what she's describing in her book. Cause I know she's experiments with a GCM and all that, but mm -hmm. you know, is she, and then even beyond just like an observational study of a bunch of people, like if she were, you know, somebody that like, look, I've been treating people with glucose issues for 50 years. And right. I found that, you know, these are the trends versus, you know, well, for me, <laughs> right, right. a very attractive, I, thin woman, uh, right. <laughs> this is what I found that a grilled cheese, you know, spikes me like crazy. And then I, you know, 
Now I don't need coffee because I, I I'm having walnuts with every you know <laughs> cup of yogurt I have or you know whatever it is. I don't right. know. And I, right. again, I don't want to minimize because I think there is definitely some value in this stuff, but it's just a matter of you know. Well, and uh, and we'll see what kind of you know. I'm early in the book, so we'll see if that kind of uh, information is a part of this. If there are like studies that she has done to back it up, I don't know. Um, I'm sure she'll but, cite stuff. I don't, who knows if she's done her yeah. own, but I'm sure she'll cite stuff. I am curious to see the critique on the, on glucose monitoring. Um, as far as wearing like a GCM, if you're not a diabetic, they have them now. You used to have to get a prescription to, um, to get one. Uh, I think maybe for cost reasons, but now they have like all kinds of companies that are offering anybody can wear a constant glucose monitor. It's usually like a patch you have on your arm and then it'll communicate with your phone wirelessly, obviously. And then it'll, I'm like, like all of this is actually interesting to me where I normally this kind of stuff, it goes in one ear and out the other. And for some reason this, I'm like, I would get it. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree. Like it, that's why it intrigued me too. The critique yeah. against it is, is if you're getting basic blood work done and you're not, you're not pre-diabetic um, or you don't have diagnosed insulin sensitivity. Um, they say that like, you know, you're depending on when and how you eat, um, how much sleep you get, your, you know, when you've exercised and all that kind of stuff, anything can throw off major spikes and jack up your glucose way high where you'd be like, wow, that's an interesting reading um, mm -hmm. but they're saying that like over the course of a day or even 10 days that it all will level off. And so it kind of doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not going to tell, it's not going to give you any more insight than like traditional healthy eating would, mm, okay. you know what I mean? Like, okay. it's like, it's, yeah. it's saying that like, look, you know, you can like look at this kind of shit. And, you know, freak yourself out like, holy shit, I had oatmeal right. for breakfast and it did this. It's off the charts. I should never right. have that again. And so you right. completely switch and it may be unnecessary or rash because it's like, look, it does that. But then because you're, you know, you don't have any kind of metabolic syndrome happening, it levels off, you know, for the right amount of time that it doesn't right. matter. It's, in, it's clinically insignificant. So. Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But I mean, but again, I mean, wh what does it hurt? And if you want to, you know, if you, it, I think if you have a smart approach and how you're looking at all that stuff, and maybe this is what this, this book will give you um, right. a kind of guide to that, that you can actually make it actionable, you know, information that's usable for you, you know? Yeah. I think like the stuff that made me interested in it was like, I do, I want to, feel like my blood sugar is stable because I like I can really get hangry and get hangry fast and I can feel like um like a little not nauseous um but like uh like faint and I'm not like going I'm not like not eating for hours and hours and hours and so it real so that is the like part where I'm like I want to, I, I'm curious to see if any sort of element of this, like tracking could potentially cut those dips. Well, um, and I think that's, there's something to be said about that too, is that like, if you personally experience therapeutic benefit from it, then great, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. But man, really, uh, 
diabetics, uh, people are coming for all their shit, man. That's what I'm like, it's like everybody. Like, just leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, just go well, home. <laughs> I think probably because it, that is hilarious, but I think it's also probably because as Americans, we're all on the verge of type two diabetes, you know, sure. just based yeah. on our diets and all that kind of shit, you know, yeah. as a population. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? So there's just oh, like tons of overlap gosh. now, you know, it's just like, you're either in that camp or you're just outside of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. uh, just on the wait list. Just, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you know how this book goes. I think it will be, it's already been interesting and even just like the evolutionary part of like sugar, why sugar is so like, why it like hits that dopamine, like, like all, all of that stuff. Like I kind of have heard, but it's interesting, you know, to, to learn about it. So, Hey, I'm in. Das dope. Um, very good. Very good. I'm glad to hear you're uh, continuing your education and uh, doing your part for the show. We will <laughs> reap the rewards. <laughs> You reading any fucking books, dude? <laughs> I'm just reading uh, f- trash, you know, fiction. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> just uh, like, you know, airplane type books, you know, that kind of shit. Oh, that's nice. That's nice, though. You know, not everyone. I have to go back and forth. I did my sexy fairy books too long, and then I was just becoming a zombie, and I was like, anyways, what's next? And then, so now I had to get my brain back to firing, you know? Yes, I agree. I um, I, I, I kind of will go back and forth between nonfiction. I'll usually read a book and then listen to an audio book. And it's kind of helpful for me if they're the opposite, you know, like, oh, yeah. one, you That's know, smart. listen to a nonfiction and read a fiction or vice versa so that I'm not like juggling too many storylines in my head or, you know, getting <laughs> dosed with too much Info? autobiographical information or science or whatever it is I'm looking at, you know. Man, I mean, the way your brain retains information, though, it is truly, you should be studied. (laughs) It's not that great. (laughs) The fact that I just assumed that you knew that that author went to Georgetown. That's what you need to remember, is that I just assumed you knew that off of the top of your head. No, I just pulled it up because you were (laughs) having, like, technical difficulties, and I wanted to make sure that we... uh, (laughs) Oh, I was? Crap. No, it was the um. No, you because you were worried that your phone was going to sweat. You you sorted out oh, yeah. immediately, oh, yeah. but oh, I yeah. had okay. like looked it up in the meantime. <laughs> yes, and so I'm I always ha- having technical difficulties. Yeah, so, you know. And I just kind of wanted to get her. I wanted to get her background too. You know. Oh yeah. Instead um, of just like blonde lady with a thin body. <laughs> yeah, or being you know unfairly skeptical or whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about this freaking at-home gym equipment that I paid real money for? <laughs> yes. So this thing, this thing retails for sixty dollars. I'm uh, so okay. I'm not gonna. I can't talk about it yet. Yeah, it real retails for fifty nine ninety five, and then you get for free the Bella Booty Belt Movement Guide. Hmm. Tax comes out to be about five seventy, shipping eight ninety five. So you're paying seventy four dollars and sixty cents for it's, some heavy duty fabric and Velcro. <clears throat> Velcro, yeah, and yep. heavy duty Velcro. I would say it's 
purported to be the patented Bella Booty belt is the most comfortable and efficient way to hip thrust. It's got slip-resistant padding that protects your hips. No more painful barbells. Um, flexible Flexibility to hold dumbbells, kettlebells, and plates. Certified to hold up to 400 pounds and simple to Shit. set up in under 20 seconds. Um, weights are not included. <laughs> okay, so like... I will say this is like definitely a like a this well, thrived probably because of the pandemic. Yeah, well hold on, let's just really quick lay out yeah. what a hip thrust is. Oh yeah, please, um, please. So, and you can you, you can jump in here too. So, I mean, essentially yeah. what we're talking about is a glute bridge. Um and I think that these hip thrusts um beyond just being a glute bridge or like a core movement have gained notoriety in the last probably 10 years. You've been seeing more and more yeah, people do. Yeah, since the Kardashians I would say, put butt implants in, this exercise has gotten big. Yeah. Yeah. So for the people that can't <laughs> afford plastic surgery, just. Uh, yeah. They just to, tried this over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I would say that it's become a, probably a, you know, a paramount part of a lot of people's uh, leg routine. Um, you know, I would say up there with squats, lunges and deadlifts. I mean, it's right, it's right up there at the top as far as what you see people doing and different kinds of people bringing their own equipment forward and pads and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so essentially what you're doing is you are, um, you're lying prone. Um, no, sorry. You're lying supine right on your back. Is prone Uh, on your back or supine? You know, I don't use those words very often, so I'm going to say supine. Uh, you're you're on your back and uh, you're laying on the ground. You're laying on the ground traditionally, and uh, your uh, knees are bent. Your feet are flat on the ground, um, and then you place a usually like a barbell on your waist, and then extend your hips upwards towards the ceiling. Um, while keeping your shoulders and neck flat on the ground. And so the load point is at your hips. Um, and then you extend upwards, tightening your glutes as you move in that kind of upward movement. Your feet are traditionally about shoulder width apart. Um, so the the um, trick of- Just, just really quick. Supine is facing up, laying down. Yeah. Okay. And prone is facing down, laying down. Okay. So I was wrong. It's supine. I think I corrected myself with supine, but I initially said prone. So I was wrong in that respect, but we'll leave it in mistakes and all this uh, ceramic, uh, porcelain, um, pottery vessel (laughs) is sometimes filled with the wrong vocabulary (laughs) and that's okay. Uh, and so, yeah. And so, and then there's like different, you know, you can play with the height, you know, some people will use like a bench or a plyo block, to kind of elevate their shoulders so that they're, um, they can keep their, you know, body parallel and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And then there's even like single leg, yeah, single leg, all that shit. There's even like, um, machines now that do, you know, people and people will use the Smith's machine, um, to do different variations of hip thrusts. Mm -hmm. You're seeing like basically anywhere you can kind of like get close to this movement. You're seeing people do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, um, it, yeah. And this was like, it was kind of like 
promoted as a tired of piling dumbbells on your your hips at home for hip thrusts get this piece of equipment and it will be easier and you know it shows like a woman using her dumbbells on and so instead of her dumbbells being piled on her hips which i'll be honest like it is kind of annoying but it is you know it's not necessarily the end of the world um but then she has, you know, she puts her dumbbells in and then they kind of sit next to her hips. And it is a comfortable padding that or a comfortable like belt, I guess. But it is um, it lays across and then you can do hip thrusts and I'm air quoting more comfortably. That's yeah. where this piece of equipment comes in. Um, I would. Do you want to do you want to talk about it? <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I just think this piece of equipment is very unnecessary is what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I, 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 cause we very quickly, I'm not a regular hip thrust doer. I would, I would even say I may be a hip thrust skeptic. I might've come around a little bit on it. Um, Aaron, Aaron is experienced. She does them, has her clients do them, do them, is good at yeah. them, and has kind of figured out how to incorporate them into a complete workout program. So you could yeah. you could speak more to it um, than I could. But um, so just kind of like playing around with this thing, you know, laying it out on the ground, um, strapping the dumbbells into it, um, and then using it. It felt fine. Like I was like, okay, this, yeah. you know, it's not uncomfortable. It was very easy to kind of set up and use. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I like fiddle around with it for a second, but I would imagine that once you've done it two or three times, you totally get the hang of it yeah, and it's, it's not easy. Um, and then very quickly, we use like 20 pound dumbbells or something, just kind of a general way to get an idea. And then, uh, right after I used the Bella booty, um, <laughs> belt, I tried just holding the dumbbells, like in the crease of my hip flexors there. Um, yeah. and to me that I had no issue with that at all. Like it did not, yeah. it didn't feel cumbersome. It didn't feel painful. It didn't feel like I was a server that had like overstacked my plates <laughs> when I was busting my tray and I was fumbling around right. or anything. Now, I don't know, maybe if I was using like 60 pound dumbbells or something like something really heavy, um, right. that might, you know, that Matter. might, but again, like you kind of like your body's natural, curvature and creases and stuff. It just kind of makes sense to hold dumbbells right there. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, so, you know, I am, I am, I, I've always called myself built for tough. So I have like a, I have a sturdy bone structure. I don't feel like I'm like super narrow or like crazy wide. I just feel like I have like a, a very general, width of a body. So if you're a person that has like tiny bones, like I have a few family members that I would be like, Hey, this might actually be a great option for you. Cause they are very, very, very tiny, very, very, you have bony. a cousin that's a sparrow, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but yeah. Um, oh, okay. Who signed NDAs, not to brag. Um, they're very sparrows, very private people. Not to um, brag about like having a sparrow cousin or si having signed an NDA. <laughs> hey, both. Okay. Both over there. Um, 
I would say like for me to set dumbbells on my hips, that doesn't hurt because it kind of just, they just fit there. But I do have some clients that it is uncomfortable for them to have like two dumbbells. So we just go to one dumbbell. Um, and if you don't have a large variety of dumbbells at your house, um, and all you have is like either one t- 10 pound dumbbell or both 10 pound dumbbells, like that would be a great way to increase the weight and keep the comfortability the same. If it was uncomfortable to have both on your hips, does that make sense? That does make sense. You know, I, and I think for like the lighter dumbbells, it, it tends to kind of work, but if I'm imagining somebody that would really benefit from the comfort aspect of this, they would be slight, like you described, um, yeah. and and probably narrow in the waist and hips. And so, yeah. an issue that we had with this when we used kettlebells is that the um, you didn't get the full range of motion because the kettlebells hung off the loops in the belt and then touched the ground before your glutes did. Um, yeah, yeah. So very small range of motion. Right. So if you're, uh, if you do have like a smaller waist and you're not taking up the entirety of the belt, um, there's a good chance that the, you know, the dumbbells are going to lay on the ground before you, you know, before your glutes do. And so you're not getting the full range of motion, you know, and also, and also if you wanted to use heavier, you know, dumbbells to like bigger dumbbells, bigger, yeah, they're going to be, that's a good point. Slapping the ground too. So, well, and the whole point was like, you're supposed to use this at home, right? So it's like, you could use a chair or a a couch or whatever to like use to elevate your body so that you are not, um, you have more room for the weights, but I'm, but how many people at home have two of the same weight of kettlebell? Yeah. And so in what, what they kind of give you is like their, um, their insert packet of like how to kind of do things and instruction and everything. They really, they have a adjustable bench and they like to, yes. So they're doing, you know, it's like, you know, multiple dumbbells and adjustable bench and everything. So it's not quite like, Hey, all you need is, you know, one set of dumbbells in this Bella beauty and a yoga mat and you're off to the races. It's like, nah, right. you, you know, you need some other stuff. You maybe need some other stuff. I mean, again, like Aaron said, you could use, you could create like a makeshift, um, you know, thing to, Bench. to elevate yeah. your shoulders. But you know, that starts to get a little more involved, which is fine. I mean, again, like, but yeah. that being said, you know, as far as being the, um, the promised one-stop shop for 70 bucks out the door, <laughs> It's uh, really too expensive to be yeah. honest I, for what it really offers. I'd say like if 35 was, bucks or something. Yes. If it was 35 bucks, I'd be like, sure, try it, get it. Because I will say this, this one thing that I could see it being useful for that I could maybe, I, I might try in my own workouts is taking like finding an area at the gym for me to set up and do a glute bridge or a hip thrust with a barbell is like, I'm pretty confident in the gym. I know what most things are and do. And if I don't, I know I can figure it out. But like getting a barbell, 
setting up like an area like this is like I, I know we found like that hip thrust machine but like i don't i haven't seen that at la fitness that might be an equinox level um thing but like to set up like the barbell and plates and make my little stand for like my back to be elevated on i'll do that at my house so this is like a move i do in my house at my gym but i also have a barbell I could see a world where I just take this Bella booty thing. I go to the gym and I just grab two sixties and I can put my back on a plyo box as easy. And then I just do my thing and, and go. Yeah. It's that- lightweight. It's not hard to like, I just brought it in my gym bag. Sometimes I bring my little, like um, I bring other little trinkets to LA fitness that they don't have that I want to have. So it wouldn't be that outside of the like realm of possibility. No, th- throwing this in the gym bag is a no brainer. I mean, it's, it's yeah. very easy to do that. And I do see what you're saying, like creating a little setup for yourself with a barbell and everything, yeah. all the accoutrement that you need. It's like yeah. trying to get a good spot at the beach on 4th of July. It's like, well, yes. fuck, I, you Absolutely. know, you got you got to get there fucking early. It's uncomfortable. Yes. You're asking people that, you know, there's a traffic. You got the umbrella, a picnic basket, you know, tons of blankets and stuff. Not a good, not, you can't see the water, you know, where are the fireworks going to be? What, you know. It's exactly, that's yeah. exactly right. One time God. a year, fine. But, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday when you're, you know, hitting heavy yeah, legs. It sucks. Sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So that, so that, yeah. Like, you know, as far as streamlining your operation, taking it to a gym space where you have, the goodies that you would want to, you know, to, to get the most out of this thing. Cool. But as far as like a no brainer at home, I don't know, for, for the, for the price seems a little, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a lot too high. They need to bring it down or they need to find a way to make it, um, make it a little, like I have a couple more things it can do. <laughs> have a little more uh, utility. Yeah. What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron interrupting the episode. Sorry to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. Now, if you guys are one of our new listeners, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Um, we got to tell you about Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because. Ding, ding, ding. I became a co-host on this podcast and Athletic Greens came through. They hooked it up. Listen, I still use this product. I now pay for it um, and I still use it. My husband uses it now. I've gotten my parents to try it. They thought it was good. I'm, I'm like a little Athletic Greens evangelist. Okay. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know, but that's what it feels like I am, you know? So athletic greens, what is it? It is one easy, delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're going to put it into ice cold water. You're going to shake it up and you're going to drink it. What is happening when you do this? You are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, 
focus, and aging. All of those things. Now, I take mine in the morning. I love taking these like little travel packs on trips. Not a huge brag, but I just, I just, you know, went on my honeymoon. And some places that we went to eat just did not have a salad. They didn't have anything green. And it was nice to know that I had at least something healthy in my body that day via athletic greens. And I, you know, I take it in the morning. You could take it anytime. It is a nice little treat. It has like a nice, like kind of like mild tropical flavor. It, you feel healthy. You feel good. You feel like, I don't know, the top of your game over there. Now it is lifestyle friendly. So if you are eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're going to be okay. It contains less than one gram of sugar. There are no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. Okay. Now your subscription, if you choose to do a subscription, comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add into these, into your diet, no matter what time of year it is. Cause you know, sometimes we're little trolls inside of our house. We aren't getting out into that sunshine or maybe the sun isn't even out. Like it's been so gloomy in LA. Okay. I don't need to get off on that tangent. Now you're going to feel better. This supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. How much does this cost, Aaron? Okay. It costs you less than $3 a day. You are actually investing in your health. And this feels like I should stop saying it, but it is true. It is cheaper than my cold brew habit. Um, my cold brew habit has gotten less expensive after being called out so many times, but athletic greens is still cheaper. All right. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements all by yourself. And you are really, you're investing in a all-in-one nutritional insurance. Okay. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the cold and flu season. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back to the show. But I will, we, we talked about um, that you don't feel glute, like hip thrust in your glutes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that might be a little too, that might be me underselling the, the hip thrusts. I just, to me, I, I just think that a more, like this is obviously, this is a no duh, but I just think that like the best way to kind of like build and grow glutes, if that's what your goal is, is multiple movements. And yeah. I, I know that they do pull in a lot of glute 
like they activate a lot of glute fiber, muscle fiber, but I don't know how much hypertrophy is happening, like how much growth is happening from doing those because it's, it's just, it's a single joint exercise. Um, yeah. Um, and it doesn't just, it doesn't seem dynamic. Like I would, I would say your best bet again, this is like no fucking, uh, would be the squat <laughs> deadlift lunge and a glute bridge. Um, or hip thrust. Yeah. Yeah. I think f- for me, I, we were talking about this when we were doing it, which was like, I don't feel squats in my glutes very much. I do it a little bit, but I have to really focus. I feel them more in my quads and same with lunges. Again, I have to like really focus if I want to feel it in my glute. And so that's why, and even with deadlifts, I feel it, it in my you know, back lats grip before I feel it in my, it's like the amount I feel at all of those places is so much louder than my glutes. And so the thing I like about a hip thrust is it's like all glute all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I, and I think that's the case for a lot of women too, to where, they may feel like their glutes aren't firing properly on those other exercises. Right. And there are certain people that, that just based on the way that their body's kind of put together, like they do. So it's like they're yeah. they're They use their whole butt for a squat for, for whatever reason, just based on how they walk around or the shape of their feet or whatever it is. And so yeah. then it's like, well, squats work for me. Why don't they work for you? And it's just like, I don't know, motherfucker. I can't fucking <laughs> feel it back there. <laughs> I'm doing the shit. I don't feel it. So, you know, doing something like a hip thruster where there's just really no, I mean, that's, that's ultimately the muscle that's going to execute the movement. I mean, that's just, there's no way around it, but I would say that like, I would say placement in the rotation of exercise, you know, like maybe, you know, starting with, with those to kind of cue those muscles so that they're firing. That's a good point. Um, and then doing the kind of more well, the more rounded approach. I just wonder how much hypertrophy is actually happening with them. Yeah. Um, I know, I know there's studies that they've done to where they, they, you know, they put like monitors on people and I know it does recruit a lot of glute fiber, but I just wonder how much growth, adaptive growth ultimately happens. I know there's metabolic stress, but I just, I'm just, I'm just curious about the metabolic growth that happens. Well, I have the same question about things like donkey kicks and fire hydrants. You know what I'm talking about? Those like, yeah. So I would say I would put those even more in line with my initial skepticism. Like, again, like those things cue those muscles. I don't know how much they build them at all. I would say the hip thrust is far more, um, you know, far more effective as far as For if, you, if you have a chance of building something, because at least you can load up, like you're, you're putting, you're putting right. some serious weight on there. You know, you can't, you, you I mean, maybe you could wear an ankle weight for the fire hydrants or something. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I know, but they burn and it's like a huge, like, like Pilates, they do it, all that. I almost said dumb shit, but I don't, I don't, I don't mean it. Pilates. Um, but it does feel like a thing where you're like, is that like an easy move that I'm just not doing that would help build? But it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's building. It feels like it's just hurting. 
I, and it, like, I think it's one of those things too, to where it's like, you know, you can do this kind of physical therapy esque stuff to where you're working on your posterior delt and you know, the, you know, these retractive muscles so that when you Mm -hmm. lay down for a bench press, you're able to recruit more of your chest, um, and then build your chest more. You know, it's just a matter of like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like these fire hydrants that's going to make you have like a big old, you know, dump truck, dump truck. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what's doing it. A big old dump. But it may, you know, it may like, you know, improve your hip mobility and then your, your body's ability to kind of like connect your mind to your glutes so that it's firing properly so that when you do lunges, you're doing them the right way and that they, then they, you know, they grow your glutes effectively. Did you see, I saw this thing on Instagram to where, uh, they were talking about like, um, the Kardashians fitness routine and we're like, they have the the three guys that were like (laughs) just kind of imitating what they were doing and the intensity that they were putting in. And it was really funny because it's like. It's supposed to be all inspiring them like on the ski machine and doing like the ropes and stuff and they but they're just kind of like lazily they're just doing talking. It. Yeah. They're just talking. They're yeah. having a great time. Yeah. That it it does uh yeah, there's it's just any reality show workouts crack me up. It never fails. There was one season of I've only watched one season of Love Island. And that was season either two or three. It was like the one that was recommended to me. That's like the best one from the UK. And there was like a girl and a guy. And they were the only two people that I have ever seen, like actually going for a real workout, like really. And I was like, all right, respect. But this is also 15 years ago, probably. And they also smoked like chimneys. (laughs) So I couldn't believe they were really cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all did. I guess everyone in Europe still does, but it was it was fun to actually see some people like really work out. They liked each other. It was cute. Hey. Love Island. Um, you know what? I uh, the other thing about glute bridges while we're on the topic is I think that glute bridges might have gotten so popular one because of the you know big butts and the Kardashians, but two. I think like if like deadlifts are hard to like, they're hard on your bodies. They're hard on people's backs. And a lot, I have clients that have like hurt their back. I have hurt my back doing a deadlift. And so they have like fear around lifting that that kind of weight off the ground. So on a hip thrust, it feels like you can, you can still hurt yourself, but it feels so much more controlled and you can like load those weights on. Like it does feel like, like that thing that they say, if your kid's stuck under a car, you can lift the car up. That's like, it kind of, it, it fakes that. And so it feels like I am lifting a car off the fucking ground to save my child. And I could lift 300 pounds out of nowhere, you know? So yeah. that's fun. I think that's why, I think that's part of the reason why it caught on so much with especially female exercisers. What's the word? Athletes. <laughs> I hate that word. Um, you hate athletes? Well, I was, it's, it gets, uh, it reminds me of a place I used to go. <laughs> oh, gotcha. 
And so it twinges something back here, you know, or my don't like, let them warning. have that. Don't let them have that. <laughs> no, take I it know, back. I know, I know. Um, take it back. Female athletes out here everywhere doing hip thrusts for just for getting their kids out from under a car if necessary, you know? Yeah, that kind of limit strength that people are able to achieve under duress. And the example given is, um, you know, like, I think there's been, it's proven like a mom has lifted, you know, a, you know, 4,000 pound car off a key, you know, some crazy, <laughs> some I don't know why I thought you were going to say Ford Focus. <laughs> I guess lifted a Ford Focus off of a child coming this fall. Uh, I said, it sounds like a hell of a series. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, if it's network, you know, 500 people will watch it and that's like a ratings hit or whatever. <laughs> it's so weird now, you know? <laughs> well, and there's a writer's strike. So, I mean, uh, you need some. It'll be written by a computer, and that's going to be good. That's going to be good. That's, I mean, that's how we get our script for our podcast is AI writes it. We just read it. Hell, we're not, we're not this funny. (laughs) I am a ceramic pottery vessel (laughs) that is empty. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. Thank you for writing into our show. It's like, <laughs> wow, we don't even have to be here. Uh, so what do you think? Are you going to recommend this freaking mellow? I mean, not that it's like a surprise to anyone, but would you Would I, you recommend this piece of a home equipment? I would not. I, I would say that they it is well engineered. It is comfortable. It is extremely lightweight and easy to pack. However, the price point makes it, you know, I, it, it would just be, you're almost, you're almost at a hundred bucks and yeah. there is a high likelihood that it would just collect dust. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it's, I don't even, it, it, it just feels like a little bit of a hassle, you know? Um, yeah. and you know, again, for like 35 bucks, I'd say, and I, and I, I could also, wouldn't be surprised and definitely wouldn't be offended if somebody said like, I have this, I use it all the time and it works perfect for me. I could, I could see that happening. But as far as me giving you just a general recommendation, you know, no. Um, especially because this, this is in the wake of a lot of people had, um, asked us to do more home gym equipment and it just, I can't quite give it a, uh, a solid home gym equipment. I mean, I would say taking that 70 bucks and investing in super bands and different kinds of bands and stuff, you're going to get so much. Or even another set of dumbbells. Another set of dumbbells. Yeah, truly. Like you're going to get so much more utility, versatility, and use out of one of those things than you would this. It's just, it's just really specific. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say same. There are. Uh, a couple of things that I will say to those of you that are like, well, actually hip thrusts do hurt my hips. Um, grab like just a pillow that you have at your house, set the dumbbell on your hips, but there's a pillow now in between your hips and the dumbbell and just do a single leg. If it hurts to put both dumbbells on your hips to do both legs, just do a single leg. Guess what? Those are freaking hard and they work awesome yeah and, 
you can load up pretty easily, like pretty quickly that way. Like that's a very, uh, not simple, but it is, it's like a, a workaround that you can save the 70 bucks and just go to a dinner with your kid, you know? Take the kid to a dinner. <laughs> go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> go to Chuck E. Cheese. Started in kid, San Jose. Kid Vegas is what I say. Kid Vegas. Kid Vegas? Yeah. Sounds like a fun, like a cartoon network show or something. Ooh, cool. I'll be a scab and write Kid Vegas. There's like two seasons. Each season is like 78 episodes, and it's like a little kid with like spiky hair and sunglasses or whatever. And you're like, this has kind of got some adult jokes in it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> kid Vegas, also coming this fall, written by scab and personal trainer Aaron McGowan. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you're taking meetings over at Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm crossing I'm the hitting. line. Yeah, I'm loving it. Crossing really, the line I'm in a fucking Woody a uh, Woody from Toy Story costume. <laughs> so you don't get recognized. <laughs> that would be that would be the costume I would pick. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Um nothing to see here, folks. Just living my dreams. Uh God, I wanted this piece of equipment to be better. That's the thing I will say is I wanted it to be better. I thought it could have potential because it is annoying to put a giant dumbbell on your hips, but at the same time, just do something else. I think, yeah, I mean, it it had some promise because I think simplicity in design is really key for at-home gym equipment. You know, the mm-hmm. stuff that's like... uh this is a completely portable mobile step machine that also doubles as a, you know, <laughs> preacher curl bicycle. Wash, yeah. A wash like, and dryer. <laughs> yeah. All that shit where it has like multiple uses and functions, which you think yeah. like, oh, that, that would be beneficial, but it's really not because it, it ends up that they can't do any of them right. You know? Right. You're right. like, well, the seven things that, that this promised to do, you know, none of them work versus right. like just very simple straight ahead. And you know, it does, it does. I think it ultimately does deliver on what it says. It's just a matter of, um, you know, like all the critiques that we had earlier, um, and yeah. then the, and the price point, um, rem- reminded me of backpack straps. It's like they just took a part yeah. of Jan Sport, and you're like, you know, yes. we could fucking sell this for seventy bucks. Yeah, Bella Booty, if you guys are listening, lower your price. I'd say twenty dollars, and then I'd say. Fine, go for it if you really need it. It <laughs> doesn't change that much, but at least then you're not wasting your money. They'll include um, the the manual that shows you how to do it. All you need is an adjustable bench, an entire rack <laughs> of dumbbells, a waterfall, a travertine and, uh, tile floor, a Brazilian and model. A, a lavender, a lavender plant so it smells nice. An orchard, a 4,000 square foot farmhouse. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, I think they're getting a little. <laughs> but here's your, here's your flat straps. Uh, <laughs> your flat straps. So tell me how, how do you, um, how do you incorporate uh, this hip thrust movement into like a, into a workout? Give me a progression of what you would do. 
Well, I would do like, I like, I do like a single leg with no added weight, but a stability element one day. Um, so like I use my foam roller, like I put my foot on my foam roller or I put my foot on my medicine ball. I have like a larger medicine ball, slam ball, whatever. They're, they're the bigger ones. Um, so I do that and those are fucking hard. Those are so hard, but that would probably still be in like the category of like a donkey kick. Like I'm not adding tons of weight. I'll add like a 10 or 15. Um, but when I started doing those, I could do zero weight. So it feels like I am the strongest I've ever been having a 15 on my hip. Um, so I do that. And then uh, on another day, I'll do the, uh, the hip thrust with my, with your barbell, uh, with my barbell. Um, and then I just load that up as heavy as uh, I can, I can do and go for like 10, 10 reps, eight to 10 reps. Um, and that feels like that feels good and challenging, but I, I do have to use, uh, some sort of, like I have my steppers that I use for my um, step These classes. Risers that you use for like an aerobic step class. Yeah. So I have like, I have a, I have a bunch of those now, but I just use two as like a bench that I can change the height of. Mm-hmm. And cause that's what I have found. I think a regular bench is too high for me. And then being on the ground isn't, it doesn't, the range of motion is boring. So I found like kind of my level that works for my body and yeah, I use that, but I put like a pad down. I have, I don't even have a regular pad. I just have like a, a yoga mat that I think is old and I fold it up and just put it on my hips. Do you think, or do you know? It just seems older than I think it is. If that makes sense. It was like in my garage. I mean, you did so salvage like- it from the bottom of the ocean, right? <laughs> so there's no way to know how old it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could talk to scientists, but who has the time? <laughs> Holy shit. I found an illustration of it on the Titanic. Uh, Oh man, the Titanic is missing or something. Anyways, I saw a blurb. I got to look into it. No, I think it was a a small submarine vessel that was exploring the Titanic. I think the Titanic is still where where it was before. Okay. All right. All right. I'm a millennial. I read half the headline and I move on with great fear. Oh no, the Titanic is missing. (laughs) Interesting. Moving on. Hey mom, One did you know that the Lusit- crossed like that? <laughs> mom, did you know that the Lusitania is gone? Well, you just start getting the facts wrong and stuff. Uh oh boy. Anyways, uh, so that's what mom, I do. There's I- boats that are gone. <laughs> Bye. Happy Mother's Day. Dear God. Happy Mother's Day. I don't know. Tell the man that lives with you. I said, hi, your dad. Yep. Uh, no, it's good. Phones are good. Um, yeah. They're good for us. They're good for our brains. Uh, but tell me how like how this fits into like your, like a, a, a workout program. Like, so what, give me like, do you do it on a leg day? Do you do, do it on an overall body day? Oh yeah. So like the glute, like the hip thrust with the barbell, I would do on like a leg day. So tell, Um, so walk me through this leg day. All right. You're doing squats. You're doing like, I would do like on a day like this, I would do like a Romanian dumbbell deadlift. And how, and give me the order and 
And um, well, Stinger, I don't know the order off the top of my friggin' head. Just pretend like you're going to do it. What's the first thing you do? <laughs> the first thing I do is a barbell back squat. Okay, so that's, that's like kind of your dynamic do. warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would do like a uh, like a probably a B stance Romanian deadlift or like dumbbell deadlift is what I would do next. Okay. Something like that. So it's a little more focused on a single leg without being completely focused on a single leg. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Then I would probably, um, my eyes are closed and I'm, I'm covering my, my eyes with my hands so that I could try to remember what the fuck I've ever done. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So then I probably do like a front lunge. It's probably what I would do next. Okay. Okay. And then I would go into a, probably that's when I would do the hip thrusts after that. As a finisher, like, so you end with the hip thrust. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then pr- I usually throw in like something that's like uh, easy, something easy leg-ish. So like no weight uh, stability or something like, uh, like in this case, maybe like a swing lunge or um, one of those, like, like a reverse lunge with the little BOSU the little tiny BOSU balls balance. Yeah. The BOSU pods, something like that. Just to have like, just a light, no weight situation. And that's that you'd end with that. Or you do that in between some of your more heavy compound movements. Yeah. I would probably do that actually at the end of the glute bridge before I went back into the squat. That's probably what I would do. Oh, and so you're doing, you're not, you're not doing squats. You're doing, you're doing this as a couplet. So it's like you go from squat to the RDL to the lunge to the hip thrust back to the squat um, yeah, with exactly. with balance thrown in there somewhere or like the, yep. the empty weight. Okay. So you- That's you, what I would do. Yeah. And so, and the, do you always do that or do you ever just do like all, like all your entire squat progression, then move on to the next exercise, then move on, move on to the next, like a progressive overload thing? I haven't- I have recently started doing that because of going to a public gym like I go to. So you just have to and like stay where you're at. You can't fucking yeah. spread around. Yeah. Yeah. So I have done like, I just did actually probably like the first week of doing that with like where I just did squats and I just rested in between and just kept loading up the weight and going less reps over and over. I really did enjoy it. Um, but that has not been... Uh, to me, that is not as efficient time-wise. Um, and I like that style of kind of like just running through the five moves and then doing that three or four times. Yeah, couplet or circuit training. I mean, I would yeah. say that there's probably benefit to most and that you kind of really have conditioned yourself to be a circuit trainer. You may get some benefit in doing at least like one or two times a week um, that style to where you're just doing progressive overload where it's just, you know, yeah, all the way through. Um, yeah, I have, I did enjoy it, but it, it really did feel like I spent so much time on one move. It that does. Un- it does that's feel, unusual to me. It, yeah. And it does. You can feel a little time wasty and a little excessive, you know, where you're just like, what am I? <laughs> that, yeah, what am I doing? It starts to feel tedious, you know, too. But, there but is- if I had a buddy, which I really did, I was like, I have one friend who does uh, 
uh, LA Fitness, not at the one I go to, but uh, close to me. And I know she would, we, I, we've talked about meeting up and I think that would make it fun is if like I would go and then she would go and then meet, you know, back and forth. I think that would be really fun. What if you got a my buddy doll or a kid sister doll? <laughs> kid sister. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was right. That was right at the perfect time for me. I wanted one so bad. You were too young for Teddy Rockspin, right? I was, I know I remember it, but it was a little, a little older. Seemed a little highfalutin for me. Teddy Rockspin. I'm like, what is this guy? Fucking English. <laughs> he's an intellectual. I'm a dumb yeah, kid. Was... <laughs> I want to fucking my buddy over here. Yeah. This kid's got fucking freckle, freckles, backwards hat. <laughs> Down to fucking clown. All yeah. right. Not freaking reading a book with a, a, a monocle. He's eating, drinking chocolate know. milk. He's not fucking around with tea. <laughs> Never oh. heard of it. All right. That's nasty. Rockspin's wow. taking fucking milk in his tea. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. That fucking bear's drinking tea, dude. <laughs> now I fucking... My buddy's, you know, slamming Surge, you know? Yeah, dude, he's having fucking home run pies. He's fucking <laughs> drinking squirts. Squeeze-its. Kudos bars. Oh, squeeze-its, man. Man, those are the days. Shaped like a bottle. Uh, yep. three, Easy three, breezy. one or two swallows and it's gone. It's like, what is this? Four ounces of liquid in here? <laughs> <laughs> but there was like a face on it. It was fun. Yeah. It was like a God. fucking eyedropper though. It was like, that's all you get. <laughs> it was. <laughs> now, dude, I'd well, fucking kill to have Teddy Roxman be my friend and think I was smart. I blew well, it. No, but that's the thing is, I don't know that he would. And that's the, that you're I always mean, chasing I'd, that I'd, high. I'd you I'm, know, you're that's why I said I would kill for it. He's not, it's, it's a fantasy. He's he's always he's never gonna he's like you know he's like a, a dad he's he's never impressed it's never enough he's you know? he's turning off dumbbells and putting on mind pump you're just like oh <laughs> shit we lost Roxman <laughs> I don't know we might get him to stay through this episode if we you know like tease it at the beginning that we talk about him and you know so we'll we'll Roxman we'll heavily put it in the notes yeah his fucking agent his old agent is just like oh, fucking. <laughs> Dust off your appointment book, man. We may have some action. They're talking about you on podcast now. The nostalgia has finally shown its light the on you. Nostalgia, God. That's I do want. I do wonder if everyone that was on a TV show in the '90s, wherever they are now, if they're sitting around just somewhere, just waiting for that phone call, like getting back in shape, getting the facials, getting the peels, making sure that their arms aren't. Flappy in the wind, like they're like, I gotta get ready and just waiting. That, that one phone. guy with the beard is dusting off his uh, my two grandpas script. It was <laughs> my two dads, and he's like, "Fuck, I think it's time for my two grandpas." <laughs> two grandpas. Yeah. Do you remember my or, two dads? Uh, I'm trying to think. What channel was it on? I mean. I, NBC or some shit. I don't know. You, it was probably before your know. time. It was like one of those things that like feels like it ran forever, but it was probably like three seasons, you know, when I yeah. was watching TV and was allowed to watch that, you know? I just I, remember like it, there was one like handsome kind of hip oh, dad yes. that had a beard. 
And yes, I do remember this show. It was a little before my time, but Michael Re- or Paul Reiser was one of Paul the Reiser's the other dad. That's amazing. I, yeah. I guess I knew that. Yeah. I know the guy with the beard did the theme song. You oh, can that's count on me no matter what you do. Is yeah. You can watch my two dads online free on Crackle. So just well, Crackle got it. Crackle yeah. bought the uh, licensing rights for 50 cents. Um, yeah, I always think about hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's the one. Oh, that yeah, like, Does I, anyone I, I thought that, that one was funny. Mark Curry's really funny. He too. was the, the lead of that. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, yeah, anyway. And, um, well, and uh, Pete, what's her last? What's her what was her name? Oh, Amanda Pete. No. No. Um, what, are you, what are you talking about? I might be getting it wrong. Uh, I think the one of the female, I think there was like two kind of female leads in that. And one of them was Stacy Keenan. I've got it pulled up from my two dads. No, no. From um, hanging, oh. with the, hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah. Hang out. Oh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. What was her name? I'm looking it up. Mr. Cooper. Cause I loved Mark Curry, we know for sure. Holly Robinson Pete. That's, that's who you're yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah. She was, I thought she was so pretty. She wasn't is. She wasn't yeah, is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And then Sandra something. Sandra Quarterman. Don't know her as much. Man, but- how fun. Omar Gooding. God. Raven Simone. Anyways, okay. Well, we did it. We did another episode where a hope send us if you have like home equipment that you love, send it our way. We'll 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 get it. We'll review uh, it. That you love or are curious about. Yeah. You know, yeah. depending on you know what the cost is. You know, we may not get the uh Nordic Trek tread, but um, you know, if it is some like little funky weird piece of shit, we'll fucking give it a go and see if uh, there's anything you can do with it. We'll be yeah, your we'll guinea pigs. You you got it. Or if you got an email, you can email us. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Social media is at the dumbbells across all the platforms. Instagram is where we're hanging out the most, but uh Cuckoo. but we'll find you. We'll we got find some you. Help You'll now. find us. We got help. We are using it. We're using it. Um well, I guess that's it. Stanger, let's see if we can find some little monitors to monitor our glucose and see if it changes our world. We'll check out the GCM. We'll see <laughs> if it's uh, BS or um, we or like it. After Christ, after death. <laughs> AD. We'll see if it's BS, BS or, or AD. AD. <laughs> Send help. Where's the Titanic? Um Mom, you're never going to believe it. <laughs> Amelia Earhart's missing in her boat. Uh, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the Dumbbells. And we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening <sighs> to train dirty. Eat clean. And please find the Titanic. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast. 